Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Picks up Pavel Zaka over the Panther line. Here's Taylor Hall. Scores! What a shot! Hall teed up the wrister and we're tied. There's his first of the year. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji here on BetQL Daily. The show airs live weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the BetQL Odyssey Network, um, BetQL Audio Network, rather. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast. The show airs live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago at 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. And, Raji, the uh, NHL trade deadline come and went on Monday afternoon. So uh, let's talk about everything that went down, the potential implications during the postseason with our friend Alex Moretto. does a great job covering the NHL in sports betting for thescore.com. Follow him on Twitter at Alex J. Moretto. Alex? Biggest winners of the deadline that you think um, the moves made on Monday or, you know, maybe the preceding days going into Monday that will impact the postseason. Where do we start? Yeah, uh, well, first off, hey, guys, thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, I think, you know what, the biggest winners are uh, us as the fans because, man, so many of these top contending teams got better and it's just like i can't wait until these playoffs now because right now it's looking like just about every series across all four divisions are going to be a war you know the second round is going to be an absolute gauntlet to get through and uh i can't wait so you know like uh teams like colorado they made some nice depth ads toronto as well uh washington i like the, the mantha pickup even though they overpaid a bit uh and the islanders in florida you know made some good moves as well Unfortunately for those last two teams, they kind of had to bring guys in to replace injured stars. So that, that kind of sucked for them. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there are a few teams that I felt kind of went above and beyond to really improve their chances. Um, I'll start with, I guess, Tampa, you know, the rich get richer. They had these crazy cap issues. It's like, there's no way they're going to be able to bring anyone in. And then somehow they find a way in a three team trade where basically all the salary is retained. They get to add David Savard. A partner for Hedman, uh, you know, Hedman hasn't had a good partner in a while to allow him to kind of roam a bit and do his thing. It paid a steep price, especially seeing as, you know, the deals that came after it. But at the end of the day, who cares? You know, they've got a cup already. They're in a better position today than they were yesterday to add another. And uh, I mean, flags fly forever, right? And so uh, (laughs) Tampa, I really like. 
Uh, Boston, I mean, Boston did a great job as well. They went into the deadline with pretty obvious needs and they filled them for surprisingly cheap. Taylor Hall, something of a polarizing player, of course, and he's had a brutal season in Buffalo. Uh, I think more people are actually of the belief that he's not a game changer anymore. But, you know, he's a guy we've obviously seen play at a really high level before, and he's got the talent. The Bruins just need to find a way to kind of coax it out of him. And, uh, I mean, I'm not his biggest fan by any means, but it does feel like this is kind of a situation where Hall explodes in. He really wanted to play in Boston. He kind of backed the Sabres into a corner to get his wish. And, you know, he hears what's being said about him around league circles. He knows this is something of a last chance for him, especially as a pending unrestricted free agent. He wants to stay in Boston beyond this season. And the only way that happens is if he becomes an impact player for them. So, you know, this is a team that really needed scoring. I think they got a guy who can play alongside Krejci and Smith on that second line and and provide just that. And then, uh, you know, they added Mike Riley as well, who's a nice, fit in that top four alongside a McAvoy, Grizzlick, and Carlos. So I think that Boston really did well to, to set themselves up for those East playoffs, which are just going to be brutal because you look at a team like Pittsburgh too, who added, you know, Jeff Carter. And that's just, that's just what Pittsburgh needs, right? More playoff experience because they don't have enough of that. So, you know, you bring in Jeff Carter to play alongside Crosby uh, and, and, you know, and, and Malkin and those guys. And I just think that that was a really kind of under the radar ad that, it's really going to work out well for them. He's someone that can play up and down that lineup. And uh, especially as they kind of get guys back from, from injury, they can kind of move him around and, and, you know, when fully healthy ahead of the playoffs, I think this four group is going to be a nightmare to deal with. You know, what you say about Taylor Hall and not being maybe that guy anymore, I feel like a lot of people were saying the exact same thing about Ryan O'Reilly when he was in Buffalo, that. He just, he wasn't realizing his potential. He went to St. Louis and then everything kind of took off from there and he he rebounded. And, and there was something about being in Buffalo that held him back. Do you think that we are, are conceivably looking at a very similar thing with Hall here that just getting out of Buffalo might rejuvenate him? Definitely. I mean, getting out of Buffalo is, is massive for any player. And I, I think that, you know, your comparison makes a ton of sense. And I think we can see... Uh, the same sort of uptick in production from Hall that we saw from O'Reilly. That being said, I do think they're very different players. I think O'Reilly went to St. Louis and he kind of blossomed into a leader and, you know, he became that guy for the team. You know, he's a centerman too. So he kind of plays a bit of a different role, but I don't think Hall is, is the same in terms of what he can be in that locker room and how he can be for that team. as like a rock off the ice. I don't think his, not to, not to, you know, call his character into question, but I just don't think he's on the same level as O'Reilly in terms of that. But I think just strictly in terms of production, which really is all Boston's bringing him in for, they're bringing him in to score goals and they're bringing him in to provide offense for a team that's been lacking in offense. And I think that, yeah, he can definitely provide just that. I mean, it's not going to be anywhere near as bad as it was in Buffalo. He's playing with, with worse line mates. He's in just a brutal situation. I, I don't know how anyone on that team goes to the rink every day and and, you know, wants to do their job. It's such a miserable situation to be in right now. So to get out of that and go to a team that's got, you know, cup aspirations, and especially for a guy like Hull, who's kind of on his last chance, and a guy who's never really got to play in the playoffs, he's never he's never had a chance to take a run at the cup. I think that, you know, if if he can if he can find that chemistry with, with guys like Krejci and, and maybe on the power play he gets some opportunities, I definitely think that that same uptick in production that we saw from O'Reilly, we can see from Hall as well. With Alex Moreto from The Score on BetQL Daily discussing the NHL trade deadline as we uh, start to look ahead into the postseason. Alex, uh, you went over the list of teams that uh, improved and, and you liked what they did. 
were you disappointed in any clubs with a lack of activity at the deadline? Yeah, there are a few teams that I was kind of disappointed in. Um, First and foremost, I guess Vegas would be one. And, you know, Vegas has a really good roster and they've been so close the last few years. I kind of wanted to see them go big game hunting a bit. Uh, I know cap, cap space is a bit of an issue, but, you know, we saw a number of teams kind of find ways to work around that. And, you know, they've made plenty of deadline splashes in the past. I just kind of expected more for them, especially, you know, being so close those last few years and kind of being right there and feeling like, again, they're, they're right there with Flurry and Leonard and that there's kind of all the pieces are there for them to, to win the cup. And I just thought that they could, they would do whatever they could to get back there. They did add Yanmark, who's a nice player. He does a lot of little things well. He'll provide them some good depth down the middle. But, you know, their road to the cup goes through Colorado, essentially, in the West. And, and you know, if they're going to get to that Final Four, they're going to need to beat Colorado. So it would have been nice to see them add a bit more firepower to kind of keep pace with that Avalanche team, or even a little bit more grit. Someone like Ryan Getzlab is who they were linked with. I thought he'd be the perfect fit. He's really great in the room. He's obviously got a ton of playoff experience, help on the power play, uh, but they didn't want to pay up in the end. And then I guess, you know, they missed out on Felino. I guess there was, there was talk that they were in on him too. He would have been a nice, you know, nice ad for that bottom six, but they kind of just swung and missed. And in the end, they overpaid for a bit of a depth guy who I don't think is going to really, you know, move the needle that much. And then, um, you know, staying in the West division, I think, Minnesota, too, is another team that I was a little bit surprised that they're in activity. Uh, they just they did nothing. I, I, they've been trending the wrong way for the last few weeks, and they're in a division with Vegas and Colorado where it's, it's not going to be easy to get out of that. And, you know, I felt like they needed a bit of a spark right now and, and even, some, even just some depth down the middle or secondary scoring on the wing. But, uh, you know, they, they did nothing, and now it's hard to imagine them getting out of that first round, let alone, you know, making a legitimate run. And then um, another team that I was actually really targeting in the futures market uh, that I'm no longer looking at is Winnipeg, because I think this North division is a lot more open than people are, are giving it credit for. I don't think the Leafs are nearly as untouchable as people seem to want to think they are, especially given their goaltending situation. Winnipeg, you know, is a team with an elite forward group, an elite goalie. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're going to give anyone a problem on any night. It's just their issue is on the back end. And if they could have improved that blue line a little bit, I think there was a, the pieces were there for them to make a real run. You know, they had close to 5 million in cap space to add someone. And uh, I looked at guys like, you know, Josh Manson or Jamie Alexiak, who would add a lot to this group. But um, it's Shevel Dayoff, he just, he didn't do anything. He has that swing and swing for the fences mentality he's had in the past with adding Stasny and Hayes. But, you know, in the end, he settles for a guy like Jordy Ben. I just, I mean, that's, that's someone I wouldn't even really want in the lineup, let alone someone who's going to shift the needle. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, one team that I'm always really interested in is the Toronto Maple Leafs just because of the, I don't think futility is the right word, but there's a lot of disappointment and a lot of expectation in that city for, for that team. And their odds of winning outright the Stanley Cup this year right now at plus 775. How close do you think they actually are to winning the Cup? 
I think their roster is is right there. Like, you know, you look at their forward group and their blue line, I think they're right there. And they added Felino and they added, you know, uh, Hutton for some depth on the blue line. I think that that's all the pieces are kind of there with their experience and their scoring. And they got a bit more grit, which was really lacking the last few years. But I just don't think they have the goaltending to be taken seriously. I'm definitely not going to be taking a flyer at that price. They Jack Campbell has been a great story. And, you know, he seems like a really likable guy, just like a really nice guy. And he's easy to root for. And, he, you know, he set the record for the 11 straight wins to start a season for a goalie. And, you know, it's all great. But Campbell is not that guy. He's just not the guy who's going to elevate this team to where they need to go especially when, you know, you're looking at, okay, maybe they can get out of the North, but then you're going to go face a team with the firepower of like a, a Tampa or a Colorado. And I mean, is Jack Campbell going to going to step up and kind of be that goalie that you need him to be? He's, he's, you know, 29 years old. He's never been that guy. He's never even been a starter in the NHL. He's kind of caught lightning in a bottle over these last few weeks, but I think we've seen, you know, some cracks in the armor. And I think that there's enough that I've seen from him at least that, that pushes me off wanting to, be invested in Toronto. Even last night's game, I mean, we saw the Leafs battle back to uh, to tie it two two with Montreal, and then Josh Anderson comes down in a two on one and and rips one short side, just a clean shot from a bad angle, and and you know Campbell lets it in, and it's just it's just goals like that that I just I don't think he's the guy to get to take this team where they need to go. With Alex Moreto from the Score, uh, this is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Rodri with you. Uh, Alex, want to get your thoughts on a bit of a long shot here? I was talking to uh, somebody that knows a lot more about the NHL than I do, and uh, they told me, you know, this particular team, if they get in, watch out. They're going to be a tough out. It's uh, the team my partner here, Chris Rodri, used to cover in St. Louis. Uh, the way Biddington is playing right now, if the Blues get in. Do you think they can make a deep run? This number has been crashing a little bit over the last couple of days. I, I saw 60s out there, uh, but now you could still find 50 to one for the cup. Whew, that's, I mean, it's at that price, I can see wanting to take a flyer absolutely because you know they have they have the know-how, right? And they've been in a similar position before. The year they won the cup, they were they were last in the NHL in January, and they kind of stormed back over those last few months, and Bennington really settled into his role and obviously you know the rest is history so I, I it's not like mm-hmm. they haven't done it before the blueprint's definitely there I think that the character is there on this team I just outside of that cup run and that you know that stretch we really haven't seen a whole lot from Bennington to suggest he actually is that goalie so you know that would be a bit of my concern and also just the fact that they you know, if they settle into that fourth seed, they're going to have to play Colorado in round one and then likely yeah. Vegas in round two. And then who knows if they're probably facing Tampa or someone at that point. I mean, that's just such a tough road. And even, you know, for a team of, of you know, their experience, it's just I don't know how you go through what would likely be if they're beating those teams seven game series. I mean, you're talking, you know, seven games against Colorado, probably seven games against Vegas, and you're going to have to go take on another, you know, juggernaut. It's just such a tough road. So I think that I can, you know, Definitely the blueprint is there and you can see them maybe making some noise and definitely being a tough out. I just, I don't know if they're, if they're, they have enough right now to, uh, to actually pull it off. Is there any value after like the Bruins they're they're at 19 to one to win the whole thing. Is there anybody after them, whether it's, I don't know, uh, Edmonton, maybe I thought they would have an opportunity, but I don't think their scoring is deep enough. Um, 
despite the fact they've got McDavid. What is is there a team after that that you feel like there's some really good value there? You know, I'll stay in the North. I don't like uh, I don't really like Edmonton's chances, but I I'll stay in the North and look at a team like Montreal who has been in a bad way the last few weeks. Um, but at the end of the day, this is still a great five on five team. They've lost a lot of games in overtime, you know, three on three overtime of the shootout, which does not exist in the playoffs, you know, so this is a great five on five team. And that's going to really come to the forefront once playoff time comes. And they haven't been healthy for a while. They're getting Gallagher back for the playoff. Chirac's going to be back soon. Armia's already skating. He'll be back soon, you know, so you get those guys back in the lineup to go with Stahl and Merrill, their deadline ads, which I think were two pretty under the radar, solid additions. And then you also look at a guy like Cole Caulfield and the scoring he can provide, you know, if they can call him up, he's a guy who scored at every level. He's off to a great start in his professional career with Laval, three goals in two games. I think that he will definitely be in the lineup in the next uh, week or two. So it's just that they're a team where, you know, they can use a bit more finish and that's something that Caulfield provides and they haven't really had their full lineup together. So, you know, you kind of pull those guys together for the playoffs and look at their underlying metrics, I think. Yep. Absolutely. Good stuff there from Alex Moretto from The Score. If you want to check out his plays in the NHL or Major League Baseball today, uh, check out his Twitter feed, at Alex J. Moretto. Coming up next, ESPN's Doug Kazarian. Talk some hoop with him on the BetQL Audio Network.